All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the next installment of Rockstar 101. His name is Brandon. He is the DJ. His name is Shim. He is the rock star. Class is in session. And first and foremost, hope you had yourself a Merry Christmas and hope you have yourself a Happy New Year. Exactly. How was your Christmas in... Let's do it in Twitter terms. You got 126 characters. How would you define your Christmas? A lot of fun. And if you take that much time to actually, it's that's eating into your 120 well, because characters, I gotta, the I, length of your pause. Because I gotta stop and think. And your eyes up to the sky. Because I gotta stop and uh, think about okay. how I'm gonna get it into 126 Go. characters. Go Basically, for it then. Go for it. It was, a, for it was a ton of fun, a lot of family time, really late night Christmas Eve, and a nice and relaxed Christmas day. Oh, and my wife's amazing. Oh, that sounds awesome. Because she got me this and your month. your wife's amazing. That says. What's it say again? It says. Oh, you texted me that. Brandalorian. Okay, so I it's wish I wish that I could comment on the Mandalorian stuff because I was listening to the podcast that you did with Nonpoint uh, previously. The 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 the, the pff, what am I trying to bloody say? The podcast previously to the one that we're doing right now, and you guys talked about the Mandalorian. I'm another one of those guys that you were shitting on that hasn't seen it yet, and I wish I could talk about it. So I've got to go and see it so we can talk about it next week. Sorry. There's nothing wrong with that. But see, that's the thing is, do you have Disney Plus yet? I take it you don't have it. We have it. We just haven't got it. Dude, I'm telling you, I was, I was, you're lucky. You're lucky. So we're, we scheduled uh, this podcast 20 minutes ago and Brandon hit some traffic and was a bit late. And you're lucky because I was ready to rant like I did a couple of fucking weeks ago about how much I'm fucking over this New Year's wind up and how much fucking time it wastes and how many things that are like... You want to get shit done and everything and everyone is just like, yeah, yeah, hit me up in the new year, after the new year. I will deal with it after New Year's. Well, you know, it's that week between Christmas and New Year's. It's like it's like everyone just hits the fucking pause button and everything that needs to keep moving is it's like half speed. It's everything that drives me nuts because I like to get shit done and I can't even. And this is how much this is how much passion I have on it. Mm -hmm. This is how passionate I am about it. I've forgotten my own point. I don't know why I started talking about this. <laughs> I, I forget what my fucking point was. It's because you don't have enough time. You want to be able to sit and watch The Mandalorian. That's what it was. I haven't had a chance to go and do anything. Eventually, you'll get around to it. I have an advantage right now, big time, because I'm off for the next week. I'm off all the way up until January 6th. Um, so I get to relax. I get to sleep in. I get to hang out with the kid. Uh, we went and saw Star Wars. Oh, that's another thing that we haven't talked about is the new Star Wars movie. Have you seen it Neither yet? Neither of them. I haven't watched. And the only thing that I was able to fortunately watch, which I had to force my wife, grab her by the back of the head, and also implement definitive rules, was that we watched Die Hard because she said she hadn't seen it. And my brain tweaked out. I was like, you haven't. How the fuck are we married? How have this, how and it doesn't make, people don't say that sentence. I haven't seen Die Hard. And so we had to watch it. I was like, all right, we're getting the kids to bed early and we're going to, you're going to stay up. I said, and the rules were, you don't get to interrupt. No one talks over John McClane. No one. <laughs> don't get to interrupt. You stay off your fucking phone. Cause I fucking hate it when you're sitting there with your woman, Netflix and chilling and she's on the phone 
and therefore no chilling afterwards because she just passes out when she's on Facebook and on her fucking phone. Yeah. Every guy who I've spoken to has this problem when they're trying to watch Star Wars or Die Hard or fucking Marvel movies. Maybe a Marvel movie is okay because the chicks can get into it. But any guy thing, the guy movies, like the Star Wars geek outs or Star Trek or something where there's a pre-existing universe and a pre-existing plot point and you're like, no, that's Spock. Well, no, that's the second Spock. Well, there was a time travel thing. Well, you had to see the start of the movie, but you were on your fucking phone. <laughs> like it's just like and I can't do it I can't do it it drives me fucking mental so I was like "These are, put your phone down it's in the other room we're gonna watch John McClane because the only thing she knew about Die Hard was the line from Friends where Ross says John McClane had a plan and she was like oh is that Die Hard yes that's fucking Die Hard so you have to pay attention because there all of these in jokes all these go. things are gonna come together anyway that's the only thing I've done so I can't comment on Star Wars I can't comment on all the other stuff I can I did hear you said that the, there was the, the winning movie which movie won? It was um, The Christmas Story? Um, uh, no, uh, C- uh, Christmas Vacation. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation won. That's what. That's the one that won. Fair enough. Fair enough. So anyway, what the hell are we talking about? What's going on now? <laughs> well, <laughs> fucking gone, man. You know, we're kind of covering our Christmases. And oh, and one of the reasons, too, I, one of the reasons, too, I wanted to bring this up, because the wife did this for me. She also bought me a little handmade Yoda, baby Yoda, because, you know, they don't sell them for this Christmas because they didn't want to have them in production and then it would have ended up not being a secret anymore. And so the Baby Yoda stuff is not going to be shipped until May or I'm sorry, till March. So she went on Etsy, I think it was, and it's this tiny little Baby Yoda. It's maybe two inches tall and it's freaking adorable. And it came with or it didn't come with it, but she also got me this this Tumblr where she had Brandalorian printed on the side, which is a perfect transition to the socials because... I have a new social handle now. It's no longer what it was on Instagram. My new Instagram handle is the real Brandalorian. So if you want to find me over on Instagram, that's where you're going to have to go because it's the real Brandalorian. And Shim almost just coughed up his drink as I'm saying that right now. So if you want to, that's where I'm on Instagram. You can still find Shim over on Twitter. It is at Shim Moore. That's S H I M M O O R. I nearly just and then of course, as I just said, I'm over on Instagram. It is the real Brandalorian. The real Brandalorian. I nearly just pissed water out my I face. What? I nearly just pissed water out my face all over my computer and my guitars <laughs> and my rig. I was about to spit it everywhere. Yeah had to wait until you can see me on the phone now. I just wanted the Brandalorian, but it was already taken. Well, who ta- who thinks of that? I guess everything's taken now, isn't it? Isn't it weird? Twitter handles are taken. I've reconnected with this songwriter guy. His name's... Yeah. Uh, so he's, he's Asian and his last name is Brew something and he's turned it into Brew Loops. Like Brew Loop. So his first name is like... I forget his first name. I'm not going to say it. I can't remember. Jason Brew Loop. And I'm like, so there are over 14 Jason Brew Loops or whatever the hell it is, because it was this random series of letters that he made up based on like a nickname. And there's already 14 of them. Yeah. How many brand, brand loop, whatever the fuck it is. Like how many, it's unbelievable. And Brandalorian, <laughs> like the Brandalorian and how many people must, everyone thinks of this stuff. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. So now we've covered your Christmas. My Christmas was my big fat Greek wedding. Say no more. Christmas done. You you guys, what do you got planned for the new year then? What happens? Especially because I know that you told me that um the the Hispanic Christmas is a totally different type of party. We discussed it, that you guys have a massive all-night through party. Oh yeah. And so do you guys do anything Hispanic-y? Like is there is there a tradition with New Year's as well that's different that I don't know about? Well, I mean it's it's uh, it's a big party. It goes like the the thing that I always found interesting 
comparatively to where I grew up, was generally you would go till the ball drops, everybody hangs out for maybe a half an hour, and then everybody goes home. Not with my wife's family. It is the ball drops, and that's when the party gets started. And you're going till 3, 4 o'clock in the morning with the whole family. So this year we had toyed with the idea of going like downtown or going to some big fancy party for New Year's, but I just don't think it's going to work out. We're probably just going to hang out with the family, bring in 2020, and... Um, you know, maybe Uber so we can have some drinks over at the family's house. But other than that, that's really about about it for New Year's. What about you? What do you got planned? Because you're going to be celebrating it like 18 hours before I am. Yeah, no, I'm not doing... We're, we're doing super chill. I'm personally over this year, man. And I, I'm looking forward to just getting to January 3. Because January 1's a write-off. January 2 will still technically be a write-off. And then January 3, I can get back to work and start making music and stuff. <laughs> but like, I'm serious. I just want to give... I just want to make music. So... Like, we're going to do the, I mean, I don't really, I don't care. I just don't care anymore. I'm like, we're not going to go to do the thing where we, we're not going to do the thing where we're going to go out and get ripped up in the city this year. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're not doing anything. We've got nothing planned. I think we're doing a, like my kid wanted to have a ball. She wanted to have a party because there's some Christmas thing in one of the Disney movies. Oh, can we have a ball with, you know, pretty hors d'oeuvres? Great. Awesome. That's what we're doing for New Year's. Going to bed early, get up early, wake up and get to work. So that's it. I'm boring as fuck this New Year's. I'm not doing, I'm not, I, I, I have had, I have torn up. I have done things that I found out th like in March, like some years I've had New Year's where by March, someone reaches back out and like, Hey man, where's the money for my table? Remember that table that you smashed on New Year's? <laughs> and I'm like, no. Yeah, man. Remember you cut up your elbow and I'm like, oh shit, is that how I cut up my elbow? No one, why didn't you call me in January? Dude, we had a deal. You said you needed three months because you were tight with money and you had to pay. I've had this whole fucking story, all this shit why I couldn't give him the money for this $3,000 broken glass table at this rock star's place whose name I'm not going to mention. And like, I've, I've so in terms of like the, the New Year's tearing it up, I'm cool this year, man. I'm cool. I've had a big year, a lot of work. I'm like, ah, fuck it. I'm going to take a chill, take a chill pill, take it easy and get, get into the new year's swinging new year's resolutions. Talk to me. Tell me. Well, I don't know if it's necessarily a, re uh, a resolution. I've always been, I don't want to say anti-resolution because I think that worked for a lot of people, but for me personally, um, I'm almost more inclined to do something in the middle of the year or at a different time, just because I've always, I'm always kind of anti what everybody else is doing. Like I'm not going to suddenly start going to the gym. Um, but something that we have changed or, or that we're doing this year is that the wife and I, were, we tried to come up with a weight loss challenge between the two of us. It's going to be a competition. And they have this machine outside of GNC, and it basically it registers your height, your weight, your BMI, your body fat index, all of these different numbers and all of these different things, and... We went and did that uh, a couple hours ago before I came over here to start recording this. And we're, we had set up a way a point system and we're going to give ourselves two months and whoever scores the most points wins. And we still haven't decided what the winner gets, though, at this point. So it's not a complete it's not a complete <laughs> competition because we haven't figured it all out yet. But we're in the process of moving along. We're in the process of of uh, figuring it out as we go, I guess. OK, so what is the what's the objective why a diet thing? You guys looking to be healthier? You want to become one of those bike riding couples? You looking to fucking lose weight because someone's got like a heart condition? Yeah, I mean, What's going on? We're, all, we're both already pretty healthy and pretty athletic. 
Yeah, I was going to say, um, yeah. like we even went and played, um, although my wife, she's hasn't been able to work out as much as she's wanted to over the past couple of months. And we went and played soccer. It was this big soccer game with her whole family. They do it every single year. I think it's on the Sunday after Christmas every year. And we went and played. And within five minutes, she came up to me. And she's like, my knee hurts. <laughs> He's like, I already hurt my knee. My hip hurts. I'm out of shape. So that was something else that kind of pushed this along a little bit. But she doesn't do yeah. it as consistently as she would hope, I think, is kind of the thing. Um, I'm able to do it a lot more frequently just because I can work out during the day. Before I go pick up the kid from school or once I drop her off at ballet, I can go in for a run. In between naps and in between, in between my naps. sitting on the radio. You, know, you yeah, work yeah, out, sure, totally. you take a nap, you go pick up the kid. <laughs> That's what you do. So I think she does. She wants the goal in the competition to kind of push her to do it more than she has been doing it. So that's the goal. And, you know, when we got the, the numbers back for like the BMI and the, the fat index and all this other stuff, we're looking at it and we were like, well, we're already close. I mean, this is going to be difficult to come up with a way to weigh this, no pun intended, in to get it to work out properly. Do you think that New Year's resolutions are more of a female thing? Because every guy that I've spoken to is like, yo, if I want to do something, I just ju- I just get it done. I just do it. They're like... <laughs> <laughs> every girl I talk to is is the New Year's resolution. That, that's their question the week before New Year's. So what's your resolution? And I, I don't really have much of an answer. And that's kind of the way that I've always thought about it is if I'm going to do something, I'm just going to do it. I see why people do it though, because especially when you're coming into a new year, you're kind of looking at, you know, starting a whole new you. You know, when you turn that calendar page over, it's easier to turn the page over on yourself and start a new chapter for yourself. And it's, I guess mentally, it's a lot easier to do. Um, I've known guys that do make New Year's resolutions. I think a lot of guys don't follow through with them because I know a I lot of guys- I was about to say, like, do you know any guys who stick with it? Because I don't know a single guy that's like, yeah, I just I decided one New Year to lose like 200 pounds and now I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger and it just, but if it wasn't for New Year's, I never would have lost the weight. Bullshit. Yeah, I usually give guys about two weeks for most New Year's resolutions, and then it kind of goes away. So the main thing with the competition is just to push each other to be healthier, and you know, quit maybe snacking on the snacky foods and you know stuff like that that we shouldn't we shouldn't necessarily need. So that's kind of our goal. How about yourself? Is there any New Year's resolutions you got? No, no. Anything I want to do, I I do it. Everything that I've done that is significant, and I've been fortunate to have success in my life. I've also had significant failure. You know, you don't have success without more. Fa- no one is successful that hasn't had much more failure than success. But you don't turn around on one new year and go, now's the year I'm going to like suddenly like if you, you you're building, you're constantly growing, you're evolving, you're doing stuff. And I don't know anyone who wants to, you know, if you get handed an opportunity you don't say to the person who's giving you any sort of opportunity, I'd like to invest in your company, or I have this new uh, place that you can rent or uh, buy at a great deal or whatever. You don't say, oh, well, I'm not really prepared for that opportunity. Why don't I call you in the new year? They'll be like, nah, it's, no, I'm gonna find someone else. It's fucking October. You're gonna make me wait three months. No, you, you get yeah. shit done. No one's gonna listen. Well, the only, yeah, like uh, you, 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 we, the world is ready for you now. You're not ready. Someone else is going to take your place. Someone else is going to step the fuck up. So New Year's resolutions, as far as I can tell, as far as I can tell in my limited experience, 
every woman who I've spoken to about New Year, every guy New Year's resolutions maybe is like, yeah, I'm gonna kind of go to the gym more often. And then and they don't fucking do it. And women are like, I'm gonna start a diet. Every fucking woman who, oh, this year I'm really going to stick to the diet. And I'm like, if you really wanted to stick to a diet, you would have started it when you decided that you need to get on a diet. And not, and also, number two, diets are bullshit. Yeah. Diets are fucking bullshit. Sorry, hate to break it to you, ladies. Uh, any, and I know what, the, the reason this comes up is because I have a family friend who went on a massive rant the day after Christmas when she was like, why the fuck are all my friends going on and on about all the diets that they've seen on Facebook? And I'm going to do this diet. I'm going to do that diet. I'm going to start going to this grocery store and doing this thing. And, and they're never going to... And, and she was like, I've, I've been hearing this for a decade and not a single woman who I've been friends with. I'm paraphrasing. It was her. I learned about it because she went on this fucking rant. She was like... And then I get these phone calls a month later from all my girlfriends crying in tears... I can't do it. I can't stick to the diet. I'm going to be fat forever. I'm ugly. I'm this. I'm that. I'm like, and she's like, and she made a valid distinction. She was like, no, diets are bullshit. The only, the only thing that is going to, the, the correct version of the word is a lifestyle change, a lifestyle choice. Yeah. You're choosing to change your lifestyle to some degree. You're going to not eat as much sugar. You're going to not eat as much bread or fucking... You're going to have more veg. So just have more vegetables and, and some, some lean, healthy meat every once in a while. Just clean up your diet and go to the gym or do whatever the fuck... Whatever version it is, it's not this bizarre in full-on diet with all these proteins and fats and shit you don't fucking understand. You're not a nutritionist. You don't know what it is. You read it off a fucking magazine or, God forbid, a Facebook post because everyone knows what they're talking about on that shit. Of and course. then you set yourself up for disappointment. And this is a woman who's just a very nice, healthy, well-rounded woman. You know, nothing crazy, nothing... You know, she's not some... One of those women who's like got a six pack posting it on Facebook or Twitter, Instagram all the time. These crazy fucking people. Just a normal woman that's like, I like my life. I eat healthy. I work out a little bit when I can. When I don't, I don't beat the shit out of myself. The, and she, she went on this rant. She's like, I fucking hate how fucked up all my friends are by the media. I hate talking to these women. And she was like, I'm not tolerating listening to anyone's New Year's resolutions this year. I'm just not going to fucking pick up the phone. Because I don't want to pick up the phone a month later and listen to their bullshit excuses about why. Because I knew it wasn't going to work anyway. And she went up full on. I was like, cool, good to know. So if, if, you know, for any guy out there, oh my God, gentlemen, just if your wife, if your girlfriend, if your wife says, I'm going on a diet, just leave it alone. Just say, great, whatever you want to do, baby. Go ahead. Go get that diet. And then a month later when they call you, say, it's okay, baby. I love you just the way you are. Just be prepared for the fucking onslaught. If they say they're going to go on a diet, just say, cool, baby. Go and support them. Don't try it. Don't do it. Like you guys, Brandon and you go, you got to figure it out. You're just going to do it for a bit of fun. That's the best yeah. reason to do it. Yeah, that's all there we're doing There are a lot of for. people put a lot more fucking, a lot more gravity on this shit. A lot more gravity on their New Year's resolutions. Well, and I think that- and this is why, I'm sorry, but I'm going off on a rant. This is why I don't like New Year's resolutions. The reason New Year's resolutions are ineffective and from the core of why they're born it's because you believe you weren't doing something right in the first place something's wrong mm -hmm. but i'm gonna wait till new year's to fix it i'm not good enough so i'm gonna do something different and better in the new year it's all fucking negative stuff it's like if you really the, the new year some calendar some fucking day that was decided two thousand years ago that one day and the way that society has fed you like no it's new year's have a party new beginnings new things like Every significant decision that I made that changed my life was after I hit bottom. 
mm-hmm. when I drank myself and into fucking sickness one time when I was like 19 after I'd had a really rough fucking teenage set of years and I was hitting the bottle and I was and then I got alcohol poisoning and I was like ah all right that's enough of that and then I stopped and I went to the gym and I did whatever all the usual fucking bullshit but I didn't wait to New Year's to be like I think I'll I think I'll keep fucking destroying myself for two months because television said that I should do it in New Year's fuck that sorry over it well I think one of the I think one of the things that kind of creates that for a lot of people, the, the sense of failure sometimes, is that they think that, and this isn't necessarily specifically to resolutions, this is diets, this is lifestyle changes in general, is that they set goals that are too lofty. They set goals that aren't necessarily attainable. And it's one of those situations where if you're setting these daily goals and you fail, it's very easy for your mind to tell yourself, was well, is too much for me. I can't do this. I'm going to quit. Like, I don't, I don't want to do this. Whether it's, I want to be able to run this many miles in this amount of time, or I want to be able to bench press this much, or whatever the goal you have set, it's, it's yeah, I set this goal way out here, but these daily goals, maybe if I'm failing them, it gets really negative for people. And the biggest thing you got to remember is that's just one tiny little failure. That's it. Just keep go- moving on and, and go on to the next one and start the next day fresh. Don't wait. Just start the next day as a whole new day and then attack it that way. Now, my question for you is down there in Australia, do you guys have the things like Beachbody or those pyramid schemes that are designed for stay-at-home moms because they're told, hey, you can now not only get healthy, but you can also make a living doing it. And I have a ton of of people I know that got swooped into it and very intelligent and intelligent people too. The one thing I will give it credit for is that there are a lot of people who tell me, yes, I like their products. I like some of their workouts or I like some of these other things that they do, but it's the ones who are hitting you up like, Oh, I just need four more followers to sign up on my team. And it's like, dude, that's a pyramid scheme. That is the definition of a pyramid scheme that you're involved in. But they always have, no, it's, it's, uh, um, God, what do they call it? Like multimedia management or whatever the hell, like they're trying to come up with a different name and it's like, no, it's not. That's literally a pyramid scheme. Yeah. It's like in radio, they call it a promotion budget. Exactly. It's all bullshit. So like, (laughs) yeah. So, and for, we'll get to that later in terms of why payola for radio play was abolished and doesn't exist anymore. Yep. So, but I actually, it's funny, it's funny thing. Uh, I remember vividly. So this is, remember, I, 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 I should say this. I should correct. Well, not correct, but clarify this. On the last podcast that we did, I talked about how uh, my mother and, you know, I'm not going to go over it again um, because kids might be listening, but my mom said something that kind of would crush a kid's dreams. Yeah. And, uh, and I, and for anyone who's listening, I didn't clarify. Uh, my mom was mentally ill, but we didn't know for a while. Uh, so she wasn't like full on, like had to go to hospital, but she had problems and that would explain why she would do something like that. She wasn't a, well, she wasn't a bitch at that point. She just was mentally ill. Point being, that translates into the next thing. My mom sold Amway, <laughs> right? She was uh, into this stuff, right? She was into this stuff when uh, I might've been eight and she tried to recruit me when I went up one time. <laughs> Wait, when you were eight, As she I'm, tried to yeah, recruit you yeah, or she tried to yeah, recruit you yeah. later in life? No, when I was eight, yeah, she, she did. I'm telling you, she wasn't there, man. She wasn't all there. She was able to do, I think she was like, uh, well, I don't know if she was like autistic or like in between autistic and Asperger's with also some other shit going on. But like she could function and like 
do one thing at a time. She could always do one thing at a time, so she was able to get through. She wouldn't have to be committed to anywhere, but she was messed up. Anyway, so she was doing Amway, and I remember going through the whole thing. She took me to a training thing when I was eight years old, and I was like, I didn't even understand what this, what people, I didn't understand the concept of business. I didn't understand what money really meant, the value of money. I'm what? eight. Well, I don't understand eight, any so. of this. Yeah, yeah. And she was like explaining to me in the detail of, no, these are, and, and it wasn't until many years later that I came to learn. I think it was through, um, some, I think it was through the movie Go. There was a teen movie called Go a long time ago. And there's a whole section of that thing that's about pyramid schemes. And, um, oh, yeah, okay. I yeah, know yeah, what movie confederated you're talking about. It's products. The one with, yeah, yeah. It's the one where the, he thinks that the, the guy that uh, had them over for dinner is hitting on them when in reality he's trying to get them to sign up for his pyramid scheme. Yeah, and these people are fucked up. They'll do anything. They're, and it's, it, is, it is Scientology. The only difference is that the business is at the forefront. With Scientology, they're taking your money on the back end, and, it, and it's what it's designed yeah, to do. But it's it, a religion. Yeah, yeah. But in this one, it's like, no, it's business. It's about making money. And it's very, for people who don't know how to, make a, a significant amount of money people who are at the bottom they're like someone comes along and says i can you, i'll teach you how to do this thing and then it will exponentially grow money you, you get sucked in so i remember a friend of mine called me a woman who's a dear friend of mine still to this day but when we were young like 1920 and she calls me up wakes me up early one day and she's like hey uh, i'd love to just come around tomorrow if you're free i'm like yeah it's fine whatever cool yeah because i have this friend i'd like to introduce you to I'm like, okay, like, uh, like, what, a musician, like someone to, what, 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 who is this, who is this person? It's like, oh no, I have a business opportunity that I'd like to discuss with you. And I went, oh, is this a pyramid scheme? <laughs> and she said, no, pause, no, pause, it's, uh, it's a business opportunity. And I said, it's a pyramid scheme, isn't it? It's a pyramid scheme? She said, no, it's an opportunity. And uh -huh. I, the way she was saying it, she didn't even know what she was saying. Yeah. And I was like, cool. All right. Let's. And I was like, this will be fun. Come on over here. So she brings this guy over. This guy who I've never met. She doesn't clearly doesn't know very well. And they run me through the whole thing. And I just, you know, it takes you three questions to debunk a pyramid scheme. Do you do this? If you do that, does this person get that? And then as it keeps going, does it turn into this? Oh, it's a pyramid scheme. And so I literally was like... <laughs> She apologized to me a week later. She came over shaking her head and she was like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was something else. I really- Got roped right in. Huh? And I was like, it's all, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like, I feel like a fucking idiot. She was, cause she was a smart girl. She just didn't know. We were 19. You don't know, you don't see it coming. If I ever told you the story, totally off shoot. If I ever told you the fucking story about when Scientology tried to recruit me. No. Fuck yeah, man. Check this shit out. Okay. So this was another story, 19, right? And when you're 19, you got fuck all to do, right? Where we are now, there's no free time. Back then, you have nothing but time. And I'm literally walking around the city in Sydney with this friend of mine. And she's a, uh, she was an ex-girlfriend by then, but we're still friends. We're walking around trying to find something to do. And we don't want to go see a movie. We don't want to do this and that. We're like, we've got to find something to do because it's the middle. It's just, we're just, it's, we've got nothing to fucking do. And right when we're saying to each other, how can we not think of anything to do? We're in the middle of the city. We're 19. We can technically drink. What, 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 what can we do that's new and interesting? This woman comes up. Would you like a free personality test? Well, shit, that sounds like oh, something interesting. You, do, you, you okay. have to go hold the things to hold the metal rods? No, no, no. We didn't even get that far. So check this shit out. So we go downstairs into this really sort of half lit it wasn't dimly lit like moody it was like hey there are lights on but it's not really bright it's just kind of fucking just a weird vibe and then 
And as soon as you walk in there, you just start to feel just a little fucking like, oh, I'm not, I don't really want to leave, but I don't feel like energized anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't feel like I'm 19, ready to take on the world. I'm like, oh, okay, well, we said yes and we signed a little thing. And all right, so we come down there and I, and they, they gave us, it must have, I swear to God, I remember thinking this is taking over an hour of just yes or no questions. Just yes or no. Yep. Yes, no, or maybe. And it's like 50 fucking pages of tick the box, yes, no, or maybe. And I'm going through the whole thing. And I look over at my friend after half an hour and I look at him like, do you want to go? Like, what this? what is this? It's taking forever. And she's like, oh, we're kind of halfway in. I, I kind of want to see what happens. Like, we're already halfway. Nah, let's finish. Okay, cool. <laughs> like, we're committed. We're, let's do this. Yeah, it's exactly. We're past the point of no return. Basically, after a fuck, near, at least an hour, I'm t- and I'm not exaggerating, at least an hour of ticking these boxes, and we're like, fuck, this is boring. We give it to the lady, where they keep us separate the whole time. We're in separate booths, and then we go to speak to separate people, and I'll never fucking forget it, never forget it, because I didn't know what Scientology was. I'd never heard of Dianetics. All I knew was, all they said was personality tests. They're preying on people that don't that don't know anything about it who don't have a fucking clue that are looking for that are fucked up looking for something to be a part of something to belong to and so she sits me down and she shows me this graph it's got three boxes on top of each other and a a line that squiggles through it up and down and she says well right here is your emotional well-being and currently it's on the low end of the spectrum dianetics can help you with that and i'll never forget the phrase dianetics can help you with that Dianetics can help you with that. The same fucking tone, the same delivery every time. And here, here is your emotional understanding of yourself. It's currently quite low. Dianetics can help you with that. Here's your emotional understanding of others. It's in the middle. You probably could do a lot better and you'd be a lot happier if you're able to connect with people. Dianetics can help you with that. And after a couple of minutes, I was like, all right, cool. So hold on a second. So let's look at this one point. And I remember I asked three questions. It only took three fucking questions, dude. I asked the lady, okay, so here um, I have um, some issues with uh, happiness. Well, wouldn't it make sense that, um, you know, maybe if I reached out to a couple of friends and took them out for a coffee and actually said, hey, I didn't realize, but I'm actually having, I'm not actually as happy as I thought I was maybe and, and talk to them about it. Wouldn't that possibly also help? And she said, no, Dianetics is the only way. <laughs> And I was like, and then I asked another question like, well, not the only way. I mean, well, what about this other point here when it comes to like emotional understanding? I didn't realize that I wasn't emotionally understanding my friends, but maybe if I just asked him a few more questions, then I swear to God, she went and shut the book in front of me. And she said, I'm sorry, this is not for you. Whoops. And I was like, and there was this long fucking pause. I'm telling you, she shut the book. She looked at me and she said, this is not for you. And then I waited for the end or the butt. Yeah. And it was just, and there was nothing. And I just was like- It was never there. And so, and, and she said, no, you can leave. This isn't for you. And I was like, that's it? I sat for the hour personality. Don't I get a fucking pin? Don't I get some something from my fucking time? I'm like, no, this is, Dianetics is not for you. I said, well, a minute ago, Dianetics was the only way. She said, you can leave now. And I was like, fuck this shit. What a waste of fucking time. And then I started to look into it and the, 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 the dark shit that they do to people to try to fucking get them involved in this thing. But I'll never forget, I walked out with this girl and we were both like, damn. Number one, we felt so shitty that we'd wasted our time, but we both felt so good that we had this great story that I can tell 20 fucking years later, I'm still telling this story. Oh, hell yeah. Cause it's, cause it's real. These people, they look at you with this, there's just a little bit of death behind their fucking eyes. Just a little dead. Oh, it's fucked up. Anyway, I don't know what- Well, cause we next. have, a, we- <laughs> We used to have at our events here in El Paso, we would have a Dianetics booth at a lot of our events because one of our coworkers happens to be a Scientologist and I'm very sorry a to hear that. fairly 
fairly high-ranking Scientologist. Now, that's thing. She's an amazing lady. She's awesome. Um, but, you know, we kind of knock Scientology on the air because we all know it's, you know, kind of a, it's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> but then again, what religion isn't? I didn't say that. So we would have the Dianetics booths at our events. And it got to the point where people complained enough that the company had to come in and tell her, you're not allowed to have the Dianetics booths anywhere. Uh, it, you're not allowed to have the Dianetics booths there anymore. Like, you just, you can't have them there. And so now we don't have the Dianetics booths, but they had the E-meter. That's the one where you hold the two yeah. metal rods. And that's, they, they would have that there every single time. And they would put it in the liners. Liners are something that you read on the air to promote the event. That's like, hey, head on out to uh, this event and see the the GNC booth or this booth and actual businesses. And then one that they would always throw in there was one and stop by the Dianetics booth. And at the time, I wasn't even thinking as I was reading it. And Buzz caught me and he was like, dude, he's like, can you just skip over that one? And I was like, oh, I didn't even realize what I was saying. <laughs> Why not skip by the diner? That's so fucked up. That's like something out of 1984. Why not skip by the Dianetics booth? Like it's like you'll get a free taco. Jesus yeah. Christ. Sounds like a Walmart ad. But what? So what was the reason? I'm very curious about this now. You got my interest peaked. Were you telling a woman that, so, okay, because, you know, religious freedom and all this sort of stuff, and Dianetics is technically a religion, even though, come on, like, when you tell her, hey, you're not allowed to have the Dianetics booth up, what did she do? What did she say? Was there outrage? Was there a thing? Or did she look I, at it like, okay, my business decision is now I wasn't, a challenge? I, I wasn't there for that. Um, I got a feeling she probably fought it a little bit, but as far as I'm concerned, everything just kind of, you know, life moved on. So it's not really. Because I mean, the end if you, if it's weird, like if you had a Catholic booth there, or God forbid, God forbid, a, a, an evangelist Christian booth, where they were like, "Here's the book, here's the deal, come check it out, here's the booth, here's come and learn about the the evangelist 101, fucking the, the latest one, whatever the fuck it is, some guy made up." And if you said, "Hey, man, you can't, you can't do it here," they would freak out. They'd call the news. Oh, they'd, they'd lose they'd, their minds. They'd, They'd petition outside. There'd be a fucking march out the front of the building on on the basis of religious freedom. You can't tell me I can't do this, even though it's and as and as well, they probably paid their money for that spot. So you're like, yeah, we're not taking your money this year. Mm -hmm. We don't want. We don't. And basically, what you're what what it could be perceived as is we don't want your kind here. Yeah. You know, someone could easily take it as well. We know that you're willing to pay for your spot, like every other participating member of this place that we've got going on. But we don't want your message. We don't want your kind. And Scientology is full on. I am surprised that you that, that someone was able to say Dianetics and Scientology. You're not allowed to have a booth here. We don't want your money. Keep your money. You're not welcome. And no one called and said nothing. That actually surprises the shit out of me because that's the sort of thing that would normally have people flying down there. Yeah, they might have. I don't know. I, I, all I know is that we had the Dianetics booths at our events, and then all of a sudden they weren't there, and we were told that people complained about it, and they were told you're not allowed to have a booth here anymore. And it goes right in line with. This was a couple of years ago in El Paso during Christmas time. There is kind of the central park area downtown uh, called San Jacinto Plaza. And that's where it's all decorated out. you got the big lights around all the trees and everything. It's where everybody goes uh, to get pictures and enjoy you know, like a hot cup of cocoa during the wintertime. And they didn't have a nativity scene 
a couple of years ago. <laughs> and that and people right. were pissed because I mean in the area that I live it's a heavily Catholic town I mean I go to um, I go to church I went to church this morning today's Sunday I went to church with my wife I'm not a Catholic per se I'm not going to tell them what they can and can't do I believe in complete rigi- uh, religious freedoms as long as it doesn't impede on other people you can believe whatever you want to believe I, you know all of that's perfectly fine with me they were so pissed but the thing that was more shocking to me was that they didn't have a nativity scene in this city, which seemed odd to me at the time because I was like, wait a minute. I'm like, they should be able to choose. Like, the city chose not to have it. And, you know, people will get into that whole um, separation between church and state that we have here in the United States that you have to have. It's why you don't have religion in schools and everything else. Um, And for me, it was just, it was odd that a town as heavily Catholic as El Paso, Texas, did not have a nativity scene. Like, I'm not offended by it. I don't care. It's perfectly fine. Yeah, I mean... Of course, every time I see the picture of the nativity scene, you know the silhouettes? Do you, have you seen those where it's a silhouette of um, Joseph and Mary with the baby Jesus in the manger? And it's just a silhouette, but it looks like two dinosaurs oh, fighting? Oh, no. No, I haven't have seen, you seen that. that? That sounds much more interesting than a nativity. Yeah, send it to me. I'll, I'll. You know what? Send I'm going to text it to you right now while we're doing this podcast, uh, because I cool. want to get your live reaction on this thing. Because ever since I saw that, um, I can't unsee it. Like all, I, I that's all I see it, at this point. <laughs> is it on purpose, or was it an accident that someone just like noticed, or did they actually do it on purpose? No, it's. I think it's an accident because it's supposed to be the Virgin Mary and Joseph with the baby Jesus and. Right. It just happens that the silhouettes, it looks like two T-Rexes fighting over <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so, all right, we have to wrap this episode up. We'll get into the next one soon. I have one more question for you, though, before I see this thing. I, I mean, I, it's so divisive. I don't know if I should ask it on the next episode. And if we, you know what, I'm going to ask the question and then you tell me if we should discuss it on the next episode or if we can handle it now. Okay. Talking about the nativity scene, people people choosing what can and can't be in public places and stuff like that. Um, over on the other side of town, there's, um, on, from Sydney, on the other side of town, there's a, there's a mall that's basically, all right, I'm looking at this thing real quick. What is it? Let me see this thing. T-Rexes, blah, Let's blah, blah. Let's see if it blah, came blah. through. I'm talking shit. See if it came through. And, um... Where is it? That's funny. It looks like two That's T-Rexes, funny. right? Holy shit, I can't I can't I can't see anything except two dinosaurs now. I'm telling you. You're absolutely right. All right. So we got to I'm going to post that on the Facebook so people can see it when we put this up. <laughs> anyway. So there is a uh, predominantly Muslim area of town, okay. right? And it's just where all the uh, most, you know, when you move over here from any other country, usually you check out, hey, okay, where to, if you're Asian, if you're Muslim, if you're Middle Eastern, if you're English, try to find Chinatown, whatever the town is where your people are. There's an area of uh, Sydney that's predominantly Muslim, and there was a mall where the community shut down Christmas. They were able to petition enough that they just said, in this mall, which was, you know, in 40 minutes from my house or whatever across town, mm-hmm. And they said, no Christmas tree, no Jesus, no nothing, no Christmas. And all of the store owners 
really pissed because the business went down massively that year in the mall over Christmas season. People just didn't go there to buy their Christmas gifts. Yeah. And granted, a lot of the people who went to that mall were Muslim, so they weren't buying Christmas gifts anyway. But for all the people who would have gone there to buy Christmas gifts, they just went somewhere else. And so it was this really weird, politically divisive conversation where they were like, well... Australia is not a Christ. No, there's no really Christian countries, but Catholic. Like, and it's not really Christmas. Christmas is technically Catholic, but it's like it's Christmas. It's it's just Christmas. Like, you go and celebrate Christmas even if you're not. Like, obviously, if you're Jewish, you go, no, we don't do it, we do Hanukkah. If you are Muslim, if you're a practicing uh, active member of a religion, then you have your thing. But there's a lot of people who aren't, and they like Christmas, and they want to do Christmas, and that's that. So it became this thing was like, do people have the right to say, well, there's more of us than them in this part of town. We don't want your Christmas stuff up. And then everyone, man, the amount of people that said, well, if we had gone to Syria and said, and we went to Syria, and there was a whole bunch of Aussies and Americans and white people... Could we go into Syria and say, well, this is our little part of town. We don't want whatever your Middle East and stuff is up in our part of town. You can imagine that anyone who was from Syria in the Middle East would probably have a massive problem and they'd be outraged. So how come they're allowed to do it here? And this massive conversation. I am just fascinated with other people's opinion on it. So what do you think it's fair? Do you think it's right? Or are you like, hey, who gives a shit? I'll just go somewhere else and buy my Christmas stuff, whatever. Keep your nose out of it. Or like, do you have an opinion on it? Well, my first question is, how did they ban it? Like, how did they say no? If the shop owners wanted it, how did they say no to it? The mall mall owners, the people who own the mall, the actual real estate, the people who own the mall that the shop owners are leasing it from, they petitioned the people who own the mall. And the mall was like, man, this is a lot of people that don't want Christmas up. And I guess they did their pros and cons ratio. Like, and they were like, well, we're going to lose all this business or we're going to lose the other people's business. So they chose to take it all down and say, well, we don't want to lose our entire Muslim community's business on the daily. Okay. So, so we're going to sacrifice Christmas. So basically the owners of the mall said no Christmas. The shop owners in the mall said, we need Christmas for our businesses. They said, they, yeah, they said, we don't approve of this. We don't, we'd rather put up the stuff we've been putting up for years and have it be normal because we're going to lose, you know, the Christmas business. They didn't lose regular business, you know, so the day-to-day business, but did, a lot of the bigger stores that sell Christmas stuff, yeah, they were bummed about it. Did the community actually, the Muslim community actually come out and say, we don't want your Christmas stuff up? Was there like an active protest happening? Yep. Yep. No, it was a petition. And they and they, and they they got it. Yeah, they got it. They, they, they banded together and they... They did their. They they all talked about it, and they got a petition organized, and then they delivered it to the people who are in the mall, and they said, "We're all practicing Muslims. We believe strongly in our faith, and we just we don't want this in our mall. You're covering the whole thing in this other religion, and we don't practice it, and we don't want it in front of our kids, and we have our own thing that we do." And and it was really weird. It was like uh, people really got up in arms about it, even though no one really cared. Mm-hmm. Like the, the people who petitioned, they cared. They really cared. And the store owners had their point and they cared about their point, but they all survived. Like they, no one went out of business. They might have, you know, they might have not sold some Christmas stuff. But there was this huge thing that went on where it was like, all right, 
do you respect the wishes of this large group of people? And and they say, well, we don't want our kids asking us all these questions about Christmas because we have our own traditions and things like that. And that was one of the things they, they were like, we we bring our kids because through. that holiday's awesome and we don't want to lose them. Yeah, I don't know, but they were there was but they got it. They they petitioned so hard that the people because because they did that their point was. Well, we come here 364 days of the year and buy your shit and we come here and eat at your food court and we buy our groceries here and we do all this and we don't think it's too much to ask that you just don't shove this in our face. But they didn't even say, uh, we want to put up all of our religious things. They just said, we just want to take it down. And, and people got freaking crazy, dude. So there is an actual war on Christmas. Because that's what, something that we've had here in the States, and you hear it on Fox News all the time. Bill O'Reilly's been trumpeting this horn for years. There's a war on Christmas, and you can't say Merry Christmas anymore. And it's just, it's a bunch of white people who are uptight about nothing just because white people don't get to choose, pick and choose whatever the hell they want to do anymore, which is the reality of the situation. And if those roles are flipped, they're going to be completely happy with the results. But since they're, they're flipped the other way, they're completely butthurt and they're absolutely upset about it. And they have every right to be. And this is what makes it so difficult is because when you look at the situation, everybody technically has the right to do everything they were doing. Nobody was doing anything illegal. Nobody was doing anything outside of the law. It was this group didn't want this. So they got enough petitions signed to go to the mall and said, if you don't change this then we're not going to shop here, which is going to affect your business. And then the mall said, okay, we're not going to do this. Like, we'll just keep Christmas out. And then you have the um, the shop owners who are, you know, upset because, well, we do need Christmas for some certain, you know, for some things. Uh, for me personally, it's, it, it, it's a difficult situation because nobody's technically doing anything wrong. I just think it's a dick move. Yeah, that's why I love it. I just think I, that's why I love it, though, because it's not something where anyone, no one can have, that's why it's even difficult to explain sometimes, because no one can point their finger and say, like, there's no there's no inciting moment where it's like, well, he hit that person with his car first, and then everything else happened. It was like, no, this is just people doing everything that they're, people have fought a long fucking time for everyone to have the right to do everything they did in that situation, but the outcome was not the norm. Normally, it would go unheard, unseen, Christmas would happen, no one would talk about it on the news, no one would fucking care if a bunch of Muslim people got together and called the station and said, we tried to achieve this thing, and they squashed it, because people have been doing that to smaller religions since religion existed. Mm -hmm. But because they actually won, oh, the fucking outrage, it was awesome. I love people seeing people pissed off about this shit, because I'm not hardcore on any of it. And I'm like, they didn't do anything, if you, like, seriously, they were still selling... They were every. That's the thing that I find hilarious. There were people that were actually like, "Well, I live in this neighborhood, and now I can't go buy my Christmas presents at that mall." Sure, you can. You can buy all your stuff there. Everything was still for sale. They just didn't have the big tree and the mistletoe and the nativity scene out the front. <laughs> yeah. Every all, all the shit you yep. could buy was still there, and they were like, they thought, "Oh, well, now I can't go buy my Christmas." You can. Everything's for sale. It's all the same shit. There's just no Christmas tree in Santa Claus in the middle of the mall. Still selling all the stuff. That, that's for sale. Yeah. And they actually thought, oh, Christmas is cancelled. We're not allowed to go in there. Like, like it's actually cancelled. No, they just took down the decorations. They took away the tradition, the traditions. And I comprehend, and this is the thing. It goes back to this thing where the, one of the big questions, one of the big things that I saw statistically, when they actually, you know, they did a kind of a lukewarm statistic test on what do you remember from your childhood with Christmas? No one remembers the toys. 
people remember the tree, the songs, the pajama parties, some uncle getting fucked up on eggnog and saying the wrong thing and then the parents getting into a fight in the bushes. That's tradition. You have to have that every year. Like, that's what you remember. You remember the togetherness and the tradition and that, and that element of it. And there are other religions that, that have different traditions. And so that's all it is. But they, so they were like these, and, and the nativity scene, like people get pissed off about the nativity scene. It, it, why is it there? Why isn't it there? It's a fucking st- couple of statues. Look up a picture on your phone if you want to see it. <laughs> so I'm like, like, it's not worth the outrage. The thing for me is I, I understand, you know, why people would be upset from either side about any of the situation. <clears throat> but, but I guess this is where I'm either different or just because I don't care. I mean, it helps I'm not religious. So obviously that that's yeah. not going to, you know, really play into it. Yeah, I go to a Catholic church. I got married in a Catholic church, but I'm not Catholic. Um, but I do think it's a dick move uh, by that community, the Muslim community, to come out and say, we don't want this. Do they have every right to do it? Yeah, sure. Go ahead and do it. But it's a dick move to do it. You know what I mean? Like they would be completely up and all. I mean... It, it, it's just I, for me personally and, and the unfortunate thing too here is that what you're going to get from a lot of people is this is why we need to hate all of them and that's what sucks because that's what's going to that's what leads to this divisiveness between the religions that's what leads to this divisiveness amongst people is that when you do something like that when you do shut something like that down all that does is create a larger divide and it gives the other side talking points as to why you're a dick why you're bad why you're not a good human being because, well, they took this away from us. And all you're doing is adding fuel to that fire. Now, I granted, I guarantee they probably don't care because their main goal here is we don't want the Christmas stuff. That's not us. We don't want it. And that's fine. You have every right to fight for that. But for me personally, I would rather try to find ways to incorporate everybody than to, than to, than to create a divide. I think it goes really strongly to the point and now we're going down the rabbit hole for a second but I don't give a fuck because it's New Year's and I've got nothing to do it really makes an interesting point to the fact that people who were religious people who were really heavily religious and the Catholic and the Christmas thing and they were like this is what's the first thing they say what's the first thing a fucking ignorant bigot says go back to your country yep go back to your country if you don't like Christmas however religion is not geographically accurate yeah Technically, technically, it's supposed to be spiritual. It's supposed to be God. It's supposed to be religion. However, the first thing that comes out of them out, you want to practice that religion, you go back to your country where that's the religion of your country. Well, Alan, you got a whole nother pack of worms because there is no country that says this is a Christian country. There's a lot of people who will say it's a Christian country, but there's no country. There's no government that with it, with a fucking sane attitude towards life that will be like, this is the religion of this country. There's a couple of of the uh, the communist ones, they'll say, well, yeah, this is the religion of the country because you, you do what we say or you die. But in general, any free country, religious freedom, and they'll be the first to say, you can't say that. You can't say this is the religion of our country because we're multicultural. You know, we there's a give and take, there's an ebb and flow, there's a whole thing. So it, it really, but it is interesting because it, they're absolutely right about the fact that they, I guarantee you get a whole bunch of uh, Westerners over into the Middle East and tell them, hey, we're going to take down a bunch of your religious signage and traditions out of this public place that every culture walks through. 
they'd have exactly the same issues, exactly the same arguments, exactly the same conflict. Well, probably a heavier conflict because it's a much more conflicted part of the world. In Australia, we're pretty chill. You know, that's one of the things everyone knows about Australia. We're pretty chill. Shit like this can go down. Yeah, a couple of people make a couple of calls at the radio station. I don't like to blah, 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 And then everyone gets back to fucking shrimp on the barbie. Right? No one's, no one's really... And, and shrimp on the shrimp barbie. Shrimp on the barbie, mate. Maybe the dingo ate yeah, your baby. and we've got no... We don't have the guns to back it up, so fuck it. But the... the Maybe I that's lo- why everybody's so chill, because you don't have to worry about, about the guns down there. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, all of the... I, I haven't met... Personally, any Muslims in Australia that aren't peaceful Muslims. I haven't met the radicals. Most of them, most of the people who live in Australia are Muslims. Peaceful, pretty fucking awesome people, the ones that I've met. They're super chill. You wouldn't know it if, if you didn't wind up having a conversation about religion, which usually does come up over Christmas. So, like, these people weren't radical. They were actually, they were people who felt very passionately about their religion and their thing and their their area. But it came up to this thing where it was like, that thing, go back to your country. And then the fu- that that's fuel for the fucking fire. Because then all of the people who were, mm-hmm. who were born and raised here that are proud of Australia being multicultural, this is their country. Go on, you want, you want to go check their citizenship? Go and check their papers, every single one of them. Because we're going to find out that most of them are here legally and they work jobs and they run the store and they did this and that. And so fuck you for saying that. And then the Muslims are doing the same thing. They're saying, we're here legally. We were invited. We've paid our dues. We pay our taxes. Fuck you for saying that. And we get to exercise religious freedom. And the whole thing comes up. And I just fucking love watching it go down because the irony is, is that my, my half-sister... The only thing intelligent that she ever said to me came from Star Trek. <laughs> came from Star Trek. Oh, really? Yeah. And she, she, because she was, she had full, full on Aspergers, right? And Star Trek was her thing that she focused on that could get her centered and focused. And she said, "Did you know that every race in Star Trek is actually Gene Roddenberry based it off every major religion? If you actually look at it." And she boiled it down for me. And she said, "The reason that he did that is because it's a, it, it is a core element, a core. It, it is the seed of eternal conflict." Religion will be the seed of eternal conflict. And Gene knew that if he based all of the races of Star Trek on religions, he would have endless content for the conflict for every episode. He'd always be able to find something to fight about. Huh. A way that someone... And, he, and she said, and the reason is because, and here's the fucking deal breaker. It was put, it was written down thousands of years ago. Everybody agreed that we should be good to each other. And we've all been killing each other in the masses ever since over how it was said. Mm-hmm. Exactly what it and is. And that's that's all it is. And that's all it comes down to. And the irony is you got all this conflict that comes up over this shit and none of it actually matters because the core element of every religion is be good to your brother, be good to yourself and be good to other people. And But no one's doing it when it comes up to defending your religion. Well, it's the same thing that everybody has. They, they, it's so fucked up. It's the same thing that everybody talks about when it comes to freedom of speech and tolerance. I believe in freedom of speech. I believe in tolerance as long as you agree with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a good spot to uh, to wrap up this episode. Radically off topic. I'm sorry to all of our fans who were looking for some musical elements, but it is the end of the year, and I just needed to get it off my chest because my New Year's resolution is to start with a fresh slate. Oh my God, I'm just going to be so fresh next year. I'm going to have such a fresh slate, and everything's going to be peachy and beautiful because it's the New Year. It's going to it's going to be January one 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 all ones. Good place to start. Love you, Brandon. <laughs> I'm just going to fill the world with love. Love it. It's all going to be love. There's going to be no conflict, no issues, no problems, no financial constraints, no stress, nothing. 
Hey, I'll tell you what. Let's 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 bust the socials one time. Drop the socials, and if you agree or disagree with us, fucking let us know on the socials right now. Brandon, let them know where it's at, and we'll wrap it up, and we'll see you next week. As always, you can find Shim over on Twitter. It is at Shim Moore S H I M M O O R E, and my new Instagram handle. Yes, it is at the real Brandalorian. You can find me over there on Instagram. So on that note, we'll be back next week with a new episode of Rockstar 101. His name is Shim. He's the Rockstar. His name is Brandon. He is the DJ. Class dismissed.